Hey everybody, Russ Mankson here with Namra Consulting Group, here with the Namra Podcast with special guest Sarah Noel from Between the Lines Copy, good friend of the team, good friend of our connections in Central Mass, and a long-awaited guest, so mm-hmm. let's get right into it. We're going to talk a lot about copy and how you can use words to grow your business today. It's going to be very exciting. Let's give everybody just a general overview of who you are, what you do, and that way we have some context going into the rest of the conversation. All right, sounds good. So like Russ said, my name is Sarah Noel. I'm the founder of Between the Lines Copywriting. I specialize in website copy and email marketing, but the main thing that I do is I write words that sell things. So anytime anyone needs help telling their story for any reason, that's when they come to me. You are one of the best writers I know, like easily. Your ability to create a personality around a business I would say is second to none like I don't really know anybody who <laughs> wow. does it better than you Hype me um, up. Thank and you. You, your portfolio is you know very impressive and, and the people you work with are impressive like we're a company who works with a lot of small businesses mm-hmm. and um, you work with no small businesses <laughs> basically you know yeah. we met in the chamber but you don't really work with a lot of people in the chamber nope. you work all over the country all over the world with mm-hmm. businesses who are really trying to take their you know, well-established businesses to yeah. the next level, e-commerce, things like that. So mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about like who you work with okay? and we'll go from there. All right. So I always joke that my ideal client is anyone who's nice to me and can afford it. <laughs> if you want to be friends with me, you're my ideal client automatically. So I typically work with service-based business owners and a lot of the business owners I work with are primarily online. So the services that they're offering are like virtual assistant services, or maybe even they're a wedding planner, a photographer, an accountant. This year I've worked with um, an Olympic figure skater. I've worked with um, accountants that specialize in just content creators, portfolios and things like that. So the reason why I don't work with the types of businesses that you do is because the types of businesses that are out in the real world, working on their networking, showing face, doing marketing that way, aren't really the people that are investing in their online profiles, their online businesses, their online presence at all. I've worked with one person from the Chamber of Commerce, but I will say she saw me from the the way that you you know get introduced in the beginning when you first joined the chamber and they put your name in an email, she inquired immediately that day and I was like, this was a great investment. I just signed up for my membership, immediately get my first client. That I, the ROI on the chamber membership was insane, kind of like your ROI on website copy. But we'll talk about that later. Yeah, no, I love it. Well, it's good for people to have some perspective on all the diff- different types of businesses there are and the stages of businesses, uh, business that people are in. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of people who want to make the leap from being like a, a well-established local business mm-hmm. or even a not well-established local business, like somebody who's kind of brand new. Yeah. They want to be like viral on social media. <laughs> they want to have the best website. They yep. want to crush it online. They know people are making like hundreds of thousands of dollars a month yeah. in some cases on online courses and their mm-hmm. website's cranking and yeah, like you. <laughs> so we'll talk about how that's done. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of people out there who are very confused as to like how to make the leap and mm-hmm. I think copy is a huge part of it it's yeah a huge part of your branding say. yeah so how do you take somebody who's maybe not well established online um, and really allow their personality and their character to come to life because again this is something you do better than anyone I know like taking the actual essence of a person yeah. the, the or, or people behind the business mm-hmm. and putting a personality we'll, we'll link your portfolio okay 
perfect. in the in the episode because the only way you can really see what I'm talking about is if you read some of the websites because yeah. it's a whole different type of website because yeah. of the copy. Like you go on a journey, <laughs> that, that, like you open the site and you're saying hi to people. Like yeah. you're reading it. As I'm a, treating it like a conversation every time, and that's the difference between what I'm doing for you, what you get when you work with a professional copywriter, than just somebody who clearly DIY'd their website and wrote it themselves with no context of you know copywriting best practices or most people don't even know what a website copywriter is and the fact that they potentially need to invest in one like that's not even something they're thinking of they don't even realize that that's an option so mm -hmm. most people approach their website like a billboard like this is us this is what we do this is who we can help that's a great message but what takes you from like a DIY website to like a more luxury website a website that feels like oh my god I can't help but invest in this person like I want to work with you specifically is when you treat it more like a conversation like you're just talking to one person on the other side of the screen so that's what I try to do I when I work with my clients I send them a pretty lengthy questionnaire with strategic questions developed by me to help myself you know get to know these people better and then I just have a conversation with them I talk to them a lot about who their ideal client is and the difference between working with a copywriter and being regular to do regular being excited to do that ready to do that um, and not is your stage of business so like you were saying before you were talking about established business owners so people that want to they've been doing it for a while and want to level up, like get to the next phase of business. They know that stuff already. They know who their ideal client is. They know what their message is. They know what their story is. They just don't know how to talk about it. And that to me is the appropriate time to invest in website copy. Because if you're brand new out the gate and you're still trying to figure out like the zone of genius that you're in and the main mm -hmm. services that you're offering and like who is going to be your best audience, it's probably not the right time for you to care about making such a big investment in your business because you're going to have to redo it in a year. Mm -hmm. So that's why the people that I work with, the service-based business owners are probably, they work with me on like their second website, their third website. Once yeah. they've tested things out and they've seen, okay, these are the people I like to work with. This is what I want to do. How do I convince them that I'm the right person for them? So yeah. I try to get the essence out of them by just asking about them, their ideal client, and getting the story, I would say nine times out of 10, every time I'm on a call with the client, they're like, I wish I could just say this, or like, if only I could just explain it this way. And I'm like, why can't you? They, there's some weird, mm -hmm. like, preconceived notion that your website has to be this specific thing. If you go on my website right now, I'm swearing, I'm telling you I'm a hoe for italics. Like, I'm talking about things that are so irrelevant, <laughs> so, like, you wouldn't expect to see that on a professional website and that's why people want to work with me. Like right. the number one sentence that converts on my website is um, I'm a chocolate addict with no intent on seeking recovery. Like that has nothing to do with my copywriting skills, like how good I am at marketing. People are like, haha, she's funny. I love eating brownie batter. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? They want to work with me and it's a bonus that I'm also good at this. So that's what I try to do for my clients. Yeah, it's awesome. And you said something pretty impactful sprinkled in <laughs> a minute ago, zone of genius. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about what that means for a client? Sure. So understanding their own zone of genius. Yeah. So understanding where you excel, what you do well, and the reason why somebody wants to work with you or the reason why you're different from your competitors or the reason why you're worth the investment or anything having to do with some sort of specific answer we can give the person on the other side of the screen as to why. Why would they choose you? Why are you worth it? 
what is what it is it about you that's going to be so great so understanding your zone of genius is really important to getting to that next level where we can explain those things to the person reading it yeah that's huge because not a lot of people know what their zone of genius is and yeah. so when we're doing their social media we have to ask them the same questions mm-hmm. who are you what do you do and what makes you unique yeah a lot of times people are more stuck than you'd think on that last question it's they hard. haven't really thought about like maybe what their competitive advantage is and mm-hmm. so our job as marketers is to identify that and help them communicate it properly Exactly. But Uh, a lot of people think it's way more serious than it is. Like having, it's so much pressure to write about yourself. This is why I'm still in business. So much pressure to write about yourself. So much pressure to look somebody in the eye and say, this is why I'm so great. Like people have a very hard time doing that. So it's easier for me to go in and and see that about them. Like I can uncover what is great about them. And then when I like regurgitate that information back to them, they're like, yeah, like I actually am really good at that. People do like that about me. That's the great part about including testimonials on your site. When I am researching to write about people, I'll look at what everybody else says about them. Like the way that they choose to show up online versus the things that they say in my questionnaire, what they currently say about themselves, you know, what they put in their emails. I look at all sorts of different things, everything their competitors are saying to see if we haven't, um, you know, said the same thing as them or if there's something else that they mention that no, none of their other competitors do. You just, it's very difficult for you to uncover that information about yourself because you're looking at yourself with like, I hope this works or like, I think this is what I'm good at, but it could be, you know, the complete opposite is the reason why somebody likes you. So it's beneficial to have somebody, a third party come in and be like, this is why you're great. Like, I feel like I do yeah. that every time I talk to you. I'm like, do you know you're good at this? And yeah. you're like, oh, hundred percent. Yeah. We, we've seen that with our clients every 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 client we've ever worked with yeah. in seven years we've come in and said oh that part's cool and they're like what and we're like yeah that's sick like, yeah they, you don't even that's realize me every it. time i'm on a call because it's routine to them and yeah an outsider who's learning about the business for the first time is like oh my god i didn't know mm-hmm. you guys do that or this or you yeah. do it this way and everyone else you know, they don't realize sometimes yeah. people so. don't realize the benefit the benefit of being direct too like like i was saying before when my clients are like i wish i could just say it this yes. way i'm like why just spit it out then yep. Be, that's direct copy is the copy that converts the best like perfect example I say this one all the time I have a client called digital brand stylist and she does a bunch of things for people online everything from photos art direction email design like curation all sorts of different things and she was having a hard time condensing that message and explaining what digital brand stylist is so I asked her okay explain it to me like I'm stupid this is what I always say to people just explain it to me like I'm dumb Mm -hmm. like I know absolutely nothing bare bones just I'm not going to write this down like just look at me and just tell me what it is and she was like I'm like an interior designer for your digital space and I was like girl what why yeah. haven't we so been that's, that's like so good that's, yeah, yeah that's the tagline why why didn't you say that and she's like I don't know it's like too simple people want simple yep. confusion is the enemy of conversion if somebody's confused if you're trying to be too clever too cute nobody knows what you're talking about like yep. the directness is what we need and a lot of people overlook that because they're trying to be too professional like yeah. the amount of times I've seen a brand designer say strategic intentional brand design shut up of yeah. course it's strategic that's the point of course it's intentional you didn't do it with your eyes closed right. like they're trying to use these big words these big industry words that mean right. absolutely nothing now because everyone's saying them yeah. but if somebody said I'm going to make your brand look cool I would hire them in one second that's what you're doing like right, nobody right, right. wants to just say it the way that it should be said which is funny that I'm like you should you know hire a website copyright I'm like just say what you want to say make it as simple as <laughs> yeah, possible yeah, you're like deprofessionalizing I am it, but in the best way because now because everybody has a website, right? Yeah, so like 15 years ago, like nobody had websites. <laughs> yeah. So whoever had a website with all the information professionally displayed won, yeah, right? Exactly. Now everybody has a professional website. Mm-hmm. Now it's back to authenticity. Thank God. And yeah. And well, now we get to have more fun as yeah. like creative people, right? Because mm-hmm. we can actually get to the bottom of who 
the client is yeah. like what's the story behind the team the culture that stuff can come out yeah a I'm a very story based writer it's, yeah it to me is what converts the best I'm a huge advocate for aggressive authenticity is what mm-hmm. I usually say I love that yeah. I love that and not enough people utilize that across the board and one of the, it, the exact same thing is like I wish we could say it this way yeah that's what happens to us on every video shoot we're interviewing someone and they have like this robotic expression <laughs> they get through their whole like two minute script yeah. and they hate it so then at the end we're like so what were you trying to say there and they yeah. go I just want people to know blah 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 and then we just use that 12 second clip exactly. on social media and it's like duh like that's the one mm-hmm. just say it like how you want to say it for real I know and it sounds so simple I don't like I said it sounds like why would I hire someone to do that but getting to the point where you uncover yeah. what the simplicity of it all is is difficult yeah and I think a lot of times they're just looking for an expert's permission yeah to People Say want validation from me all the time. I'm like, yeah. you can say this, this will work. And yep. they're like, yep, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. It allows them to actually be themselves, which is so huge. Because yeah. there are it's so it can get so cookie cutter mm-hmm. in a lot of industries where like everybody's just sort of repeating the same things. Everybody yeah. has the best team, everybody has the best process. Awesome. But like cool. who are you? Exactly. Like, I know. Do I like you? Right? <laughs> no like and trust. Yeah. But like like is huge. Like is huge. And you're not going to get to the no or the trust if you don't cross the like barrier. I right. was just telling you about this earlier today. You're not going to get to the point where somebody can even decide whether or not you're worth, worth investing in if you don't make it past the first impression. I always say that your website is like a first date. Nobody is, wants to hear the boring stuff. You're not going to get a second date if mm-hmm. you do that. So I think that you said something that I wanted to mention. I have written websites for the same type of service providers bunch of photographers, bunch of brand designers, bunch of website designers. If you looked at all of those next to each other, none of them look the same. Mm -hmm. You could look at four wedding photographers all next to each other. All of their websites are drastically different, even though they offer the exact same thing, same price, same service, some of them even same location. Mm -hmm. And because the person behind it is different, the website is drastically different. Yep. That's huge. And they're all attracting different people, different types of clients. Yeah. That's massive. And now it's simple and we're talking about how it like we're we're good at simplifying things yeah. and, and almost dumbing it down deprofessionalizing but yeah. it's expensive to do that so yeah. let's talk a little bit about the budget because right. it does really take a huge level of expertise to in an eloquent and mm-hmm. still professional trustworthy way yeah. be authentic and like finesse finesse yeah. walk that line so to be casual conversational but still professional and still know it converts yeah and mm-hmm. huge amount of expertise behind that, huge amount of groundwork that goes in prior to you even writing a word for a client. The yeah. questionnaires, the interviews beforehand, mm-hmm. all of that is Research. really what we get paid for as yeah. well. It's it's the prep work, the getting to know you, mm-hmm. all of that is, you know, yeah. that's that's the the iceberg. Yeah. The <laughs> actual like, writing of the website is the, is the less, yeah. the part that takes me the least amount of time because yeah. I do so much work to get to know that person before I sit down to actually do it. Yeah, so mm-hmm. let's talk about the price of, right. of like real legit copy for a well-established business. Again, a lot yeah. of the small businesses are going to be shell-shocked. Yeah. That's sort of the idea. We want you to know what real good wording is worth mm-hmm. to these bigger companies who are taking e-commerce and digital marketing very seriously. Yeah. And we can talk about the return on that investment too. Absolutely. So if somebody wanted to hire me right now, like I said, I typically work with people who are either very serious about their online presence or they've 
DIY their website before and it's not really working and they've gotten like halfway there. So they know who they are, what they do, who they serve, but they don't really know how to talk about themselves and they want to hire a professional to do that. So my services start at $6,900 for a website and that includes your homepage, about page, services page, contact page, and then usually like a blog page, a portfolio page. Um, if you do email marketing, I do a freebie landing page, a landing page for your newsletter. So I say up to eight pages, but realistically it's like five solid pages for your site. That's typically what my clients have. Obviously I give a quest custom quote for everyone, but $6,900 is where I start. Uh, the most I've ever charged for straight up just website copies, $25,000. And there's a lot that comes with that. And your for website, just copy. For just copy. We're not talking about design. My preferred designer for custom design, she starts at about $5,000. But yeah. And my preferred website templates are about $1,500. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that good ends website. $30,000 website potentially. <laughs> okay. You're getting crazy. Yeah. If, you're, if we're oh. talking about a typical. Um, Website that's not, for, I've, I've seen oh no, that's more a, expensive websites. They, yeah, there's, absolutely. You know, it goes hell of a lot higher than I've that. I've had so. clients pay more than that too. Is, yeah. Yes. But for me, my typical client, you know, the wedding planner, the photographer, the brand designer, the person with the cool online service-based business, 15 grand for the website at least. Yeah. yeah. And then if we're talking about adding a sales page for maybe online education or some other things you sell, the more pages you add, the more expensive that it gets. Mm -hmm. I personally, for website design alone, paid $12,000 for yeah. my website. Yeah. So. And Let's, I have like a 60 page website because yeah. <laughs> I'm drama. Yeah. But well, the thing is, and I've talked to Dustin, who is mm -hmm. another local great web developer. Watch about that this all NAMRA the time. episode. Saw yeah. him on there. I <laughs> love it. Um, we talk a lot about how, like, as you said, you really shouldn't be building that super high end Lamborghini of a website until no. you've already gotten some traffic going. So yeah. a lot of times he'll have clients where the proposal goes out. They, they want like the new fancy mm -hmm. website, but also we look at their Google. Yeah. And there's like no traffic. Like they're getting like, you know, a hundred searches a month or something yeah, like that. But that, that could be because their copy's not SEO optimized. Sure. But a lot of times like you should get more well established and like get if everything else going. If you're making the investment, it would make sense for you to have already tried on your own. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not, I do get clients, I would say maybe like 30% of the time that this is their first website and they're okay. ready and they're like, I have the budget because they've been doing it without a website. Maybe like I have mm. a client who, but they have traffic, even if it's yeah, not digital okay. traffic, they have an audience, they have people who are awareness. interested. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not normal that you're going to be like, let me spend $10,000 and just hope my business works. Yeah. That's why I was saying earlier, it's important to know exactly who you serve, what you do. And I say you should know why you're unique or what makes you different or why you should stand out. But honestly, that's something that I help every single client develop anyway. Yeah. So it's more important for you to know who your target audience is. Because if I don't mm -hmm. know who we're talking to, what the hell am I saying? Mm -hmm. If there's no audience on the other side of the screen that we can define, I'm going to have a hard time writing that copy. Yep. So you yep. should have an answer for that. Yep. But when you hire someone to write your copy, I know we want to talk about the ROI on it because people, if they're watching this shell shocked, like, holy shit, $7,000. Yep. Sorry, am I allowed to swear in this podcast? Yes. <laughs> so I'm definitely swearing on my website, as I told you, <laughs> just had to make sure. But the people that are investing in that, that copy is going to be good at least three years, unless you're maybe longer. If you're changing something drastic about your business, sure. If you want to make some updates, great. You can update your website if you mm -hmm. want, but that copy is lasting you for a long time. So let's use the example of my lovely client. Her name is Celeste Moore. If you're listening to this, it's celestemore.com. She's a dating and image consultant for men in midlife. I love that project because I don't ever get to talk to like 50-year-old men, middle-aged single men. That is not a de demographic I ever talked to. I had to do some serious research for that 
project and it's one of my favorite projects I've ever done uh, so go ahead and stock that website if you haven't seen it you should go look at All it right. after this it's one of my favorites so that was a good challenge but we knew exactly who we were talking to we we're talking to like the surgeon that was focused on his career never got a date because he just didn't want to we we're talking to like the divorced man we we're talking to like the lawyer who just was dating younger girls now he wants to settle down like we're talking to those men that are like oh shit I didn't ever date and now I'm single and I'm 50 health so Celeste charges like ten thousand dollars at up to $30,000 for her services. She does a good job at getting those guys second dates. The about page headline is literally stop second guessing and start getting second dates. That is a very direct website. If you want an example of a good mm -hmm. website that converts that is saying exactly what they need to say and nothing more, mm -hmm. check out that website. So anyways, on for her, she paid me, I think a total of maybe like if I could remember correctly, $12,000 between brand messaging. So that's something that I'll often do before a website copy to develop like your tagline, your mission statement. I'll do a complete analysis of all of your competition, all of your target audience. I'm like going in. This is usually like a 30 to 50 page document defining everything for your whole brand. And a lot of people like to invest in that because then they can give it to their social media manager, give it to their videographer, show their brand photographer. If they hire a VA, they have, here's my brand on paper. So a lot of people choose to invest in that prior to website copy so we did that and then we did website copy together and now she can go off into her world she paid what what did I even say I don't even know what number I just said 12 grand whatever let's pretend it's 12 grand she gets two clients she more than made her investment back and she's going to use that website for three years mm -hmm. the huge. ROI is huge even if you didn't like Celeste is an extreme example because she charges you know five figures for her services even if you charged nine hundred dollars mm -hmm. a month for a retainer or like a thousand dollars for the one thing that you sell Think about how much you're going to make if from that investment. It's crazy yeah. because your website's not really converting right now or you wouldn't be hiring me to do it. Right. You're paying for the results you're going to get. And once you start getting those results, you're going to 100x <laughs> your investment. Yeah. It's just wild. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't want to admit that that's the thing that's not working because you're like, well, I know myself. Like I know my business. I should be able to write about this but you're not thinking of it from their perspective. Right. A lot of people miss important information that should be shared because they just know it. It's like when you proofread mm -hmm. something, like you finish writing your paper in college, you're like, oh, I'm done, thank God, my thesis, I'm over it. Submit it on Blackboard, then you go back and read it and you're like, uh, that was yeah. horrible. You're supposed to read something you know, the day later because your brain will trick you because you know what you mean to say. Your brain will trick you into like thinking that all of the information is beautiful in there because you've spent so much time thinking about it. Same way with your business. like You know what you're trying to say, but you don't assume that other people don't know that. Like you are not aware that they don't know everything you know. So yep. a lot of people have issues with like a call to action specifically. They forget to say like, do this next because it's so intuitive for you. Mm. So people don't want to admit <laughs> that words are the reason why they're not getting the success or the results that they want. Yeah, but. that's huge. I, and I like how you guide people through your websites yeah. where like if you want to learn more about this, click here and yeah. you write it in a very human way because mm -hmm. sometimes people don't realize like your website might not be that easy to use. So yeah. even though... Like you have people all the buttons cute. and all the pages, yeah. people don't know where to find it or how to use mm -hmm. the website, like what the flow is. Exactly. And so that a, a is proper website, yeah, the journey of a proper website should tell the story, like it should be welcomed and feel welcome, mm -hmm. like with initial copy and then yep. guided to the call to action in a very, yeah. very natural way. People want to know that you understand them and that they're in the right place immediately. You have a matter of seconds before somebody X's out. And this is important. The, the, person looking at your website is likely looking at 10 other people with their browser open all right next yeah. year. So they're looking at mine, you're looking at hers, you're looking at hers, you're looking at hers, all next to each other. Mm -hmm. 
they can X out in one second. They can find another you in one second. What What is going to be the reason that they stay? They need to feel like they're in the right place. They need to feel like you understand them. They need to feel like you're capable. They need to feel like they're going to get what they need from you mm-hmm. and that you can solve the problem. That's all anyone ever wants. Are you the best solution to their problem? Are you the best person to meet that need? And if you can't communicate that or give them a place that they can find more information for that, then your website's not going to do its job. Yeah. And I think a lot of people have hesitation because in order to write copy that Mm -hmm. is so hyper-specific and relates so well to that person, it does mean you need to sort of eliminate (laughs) a lot of people, right? And so it's so important to be focused on that true best customer. Mm -hmm. What problems do they have? How are you solving them? And let everyone else kind of just... I have a monologue to go on about that. I'm glad you brought it up. That's a good one. Okay. So a lot of people come to me and they're like, but I have two audiences, but I am attracting this person, but I also am working for this person. I don't want to leave people out. So people get afraid of being too specific. Nothing converts better than like wildly specific copy. However, I obviously have written, you know, 200 websites at this point, maybe more. And I've been in situations where we are talking to multiple audiences. So if this is your fear, your hesitation, I always tell people to, like you said, choose the best customer, but choose the person that's most willing to invest now, like most ready and most aware. And then if anybody else wants more information, you can use other mediums to talk to that specific person. And nobody's going to count themselves out if they really want to work with you. So me on my website, I talk about being a website copywriter. That's what I specialize in. That's what I teach. That's my zone of genius. Like I'm website queen. But if somebody really likes me and they have a sales page that they want to write, they're not going to not inquire just because I said I was website queen. They're going to be like, I really like Sarah. I'm going to just see. And if they're not interested in finding that out, okay, cool. They weren't the person for you anyway. But people get upset and like nervous to either let go of their audience because we've all heard the if you're talking to everyone you're talking to no one that's tired marketing advice i agree with it but i'm not going to sit here and preach about it because we all know about that that's baseline rule of thumb we know that this more specific you specific you can be the better your copy will convert but a lot of people forget to consider um stages of awareness so have you talked about stages of awareness in this podcast before okay so There's a couple different stages of awareness, but the two that I care about for website copy and marketing in general is problem aware and solution aware. So a problem aware audience is somebody who is aware of what their problem is, but they're not quite sure what the solution is. So for me, that would be somebody who's like, all right, my website sucks. I don't really know what to do about it. Like, is it the design? Is it what I'm saying? Like, should I be telling more people about it? I don't really know what my option is, but I know my website sucks and I got to fix it. A solution aware person knows what their problem is and knows what their solution is, but they're trying to figure out which solution is right for them. So that person for my business would be like, all right, my website sucks. I need new copy. Which website copywriter should I hire? Should I hire Sarah or somebody else? Mm -hmm. So now I'm talking to them about why they should choose me as opposed to educating them about why they need website copy. So knowing which stage of awareness your audience falls under is really important and which one is more prominent. So example of that, one of my students that took my website copywriting course sells templates for, um, CRM that we use. It's called Dubsado. So she sells templates for those, but she also offers like one-on-one services setting it up for you. And she was like, I don't know who to talk to. Like, I don't know if I should be talking about what is Dubsado or I should be talking about how to make your Dubsado better. Like who is the person that I'm targeting? Mm -hmm. So I asked her which person she's, you know, working with more, which person's going to pay her more. The templates are 250, but it's cost $4,000 to set up the Dubsado. I think we know which person we should probably target. Mm-hmm. Um, and then instead, so we don't have to discount that other audience, maybe write a blog post about 
Dubsado versus HubSpot. Which one should you use? Right, like right, a, right. So you're use still, your other content yeah. to talk to those people. Yeah, but you don't have to completely alienate the other audiences that you serve. But yeah. figuring out the common denominator between them all, like she could just talk about Dubsado. Now both people are interested. A lot of people forget that you don't have to say like I work with women-owned service-based business owners in Worcester, Massachusetts. Like you don't need to be that specific. You can talk about I work with creative entrepreneurs who want to make more money, mm-hmm. and that's the common denominator between all of the people you work with. So mm-hmm. a lot of people, when they first hear what I do, like, oh, you're a website copywriter, cool, who do you work with? And then I joke, anyone who's nice to me and can afford it. I really am saying, you know, service-based business owners, anyone who wants this result is who I'll work with. I don't niche by industry, and a lot of people feel like you should. Uh, and the same same sentiment gets taken into the target audience conversation of like, it has to be this one specific person, mm-hmm. but if we zoom out a little bit, you can still be specific and talk about the benefits and it's the common denominator between a lot of audiences and that lets you still be direct. Yep. Yeah. Love that. Very important. <laughs> it's Very processing. Important. Yeah. And, no, it is important. <laughs> yeah. Like every, every client we have has a different, uh, has a customer at a different stage of awareness mm-hmm. and even our customers are all over the place, yeah. right? We have some people who we're still educating on the importance of social media and mm-hmm. some people who have known the importance for 10 years yeah. and they just really try it. They're trying to level it up and we don't have to sell them on. Yeah. Oh, fa- I mean, that's Facebook's the ideal. Important. If we're that's, now, if we're talking for us, about that is ideal, yeah, you know, which people who get it versus issues. people who are still trying to convince that social media works. Yeah. Those ones are tougher to convert. So mm-hmm. it's good to put out our educational content around like, Hey, this, this stuff works, but yeah. there are, plenty of entrepreneurs out there and business owners who, you know, they've known for years that social media works. Mm-hmm. It's just, how do I actually do it in a sustainable way to like level up over time for real? Yeah. You know, and that's another important benefit of having a website. A lot of people think that the website is just, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is who I serve, whatever. But it also does the job of convincing people for you. It gives people the education that they need. It, it helps them understand why they would need you instead of you then getting on a sales call blind and being like, here's all the reasons why you should choose me. And then you having to convince someone that you're worth it. Your website does that work for you. Like right now it's July when we're recording this. I've been on vacation for three weeks. I have not done a damn thing. I've sent a weekly newsletter that I scheduled ahead of time and that is it. I don't have to worry about, am I going to get clients? Am I going to make any money? Am I going to be able to put food on my table for my family? Because my website works. I consistently get inquiries because my website copy is my storefront that's up and live selling for me 24 seven on the internet. So I don't have to worry about proactive marketing. Like you can care less about your marketing when your website is that good. So a lot of people forget that benefit of it. It's mm-hmm. doing the hard work for you. Now, if somebody has a question, I'm like, go to my website. <laughs> somebody at the bar asked me what I did the other day. I said, here's my link. Go ahead. Yeah. It's, it is so and nice. you know it's going to gonna take care of it for yeah, you. And, yeah. And every time they're like, oh my God, this website's sick. What? And they like yeah. fall in love with me immediately. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's an important point too, because a lot of people don't realize that when, like, because we preach patience a lot when it comes yeah. to social media, mm-hmm. right? Because a lot of people are doing X amount of posts per week and mm-hmm. the goal is to just actually do it consistently yeah. and actually grow. I have a hot take for you after this. Okay. Great. <laughs> <laughs> the... The reason I bring the patient side up is because the whole point of the long-term organic play on social media, because you can run ads all day long. Yeah. We talked about this earlier. Yeah. You can run ads all day long and you can get leads sort of quickly. With right? a lot of money. With a lot of money, mm-hmm. sort of quickly. But the second you turn those ads off, yep. they're gonzo. Yeah. You built no brand equity, no relationship with them whatsoever. Mm-hmm. They stop working the second you stop paying. Exactly. So the organic side that we preach, mm-hmm. and you know, we run ads for clients too. It's all part of the overarching strategy, but yeah. people neglect the organic and they only want to do ads. Mm-hmm. The organic is meant to, yeah. in five to 10 years, 
by a billion times blow away mm-hmm. the ROI of any ad spend you could have ever invested because your brand, like the Nike logo, yeah. like that's the best example, or Apple, like they mm-hmm. are not advertising very heavily. Yeah. You are you buying their products no, no matter what, and it's all even, organic brand. Yeah, you don't even need to give an example of such a giant brand like that. I think a lot of people think like, I could never be at a point where like I am that big or like I am recognized like that but it doesn't it's not even about the recognition obviously that helps and that's great and you make a good point but example from my own website I wrote a blog post about website templates that a client of mine sells I'm an affiliate for them I was like my literal goal with this blog post is I'm gonna make 150 dollars and I was like okay cool I'm gonna write this post I'll make 150 bucks one person's gonna buy the template and cool that blog post has made me $5,000 since I wrote that. That was a year ago. All I did was post it. I did nothing. I did not post the blog post anywhere. It's published on my site. I didn't post about it on social media. I've sent it in my newsletter like twice. If you Google our tonic side shop templates worth it, I come up, I'm making the money there. I did not pay a single dollar for that traffic. I get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of views my website from that one blog post every mm-hmm. time. So a lot of people just don't want to put the work in. They're like, let me just throw money at the problem. Throwing yeah. money at the problem is not going to do anything. Sitting down and writing something is going to be way more effective than that. So happens all the time yeah but affiliate marketing is a conversation for another day yeah it's a whole other yeah. can of worms but no tons of points that like we can go down rabbit holes on forever so mm-hmm. you need to come back we're out oh, of time I this time but um yeah and let me give you my hot take and okay. we can end on that and then next time we can debate it because you're not going to agree with me okay here, or maybe here. you are i don't know we'll maybe see. i should give you let's some more say. credit so my number one piece of advice if you're somebody that's starting a business like let's say you heard me on this podcast right now and you're like oh my god I want to charge $6,900 for a website. That sounds sick. I'm a good writer. I could start doing that. Like this business model sounds awesome. What do you mean she was on vacation for three weeks? Mm -hmm. If you are a new business owner and you want to start an online business, people love to start with social media. And I think that's drastically wrong. People are too concerned growing their following than growing their business. So I would advise somebody that's looking to start, not start with social media and Mm -hmm. not invest invest in that, not even make an Instagram profile at all until you've built your website and grow your business. Mm -hmm. So maybe next time we can talk about I agree. I'm not going to argue with that. Oh, he agrees with me. Yeah, we very actively, you know, in the sales stage, um, we have to tell some people, like, it seems like you're just not quite established enough in the industry or in the business. It's not a bad thing, Mm -hmm. but everybody's there at some point where, like, if we post on social media for you right now, no one's going to see it. Exactly. And And then people will see how new you are if you have a website. Which is good. Like, it's if the budget's there, we can tell the story of the startup on social media. You can do that whole thing, but mm -hmm. it's not going to go as quickly They're going to see your 10 followers and be like, okay, they're brand new. If they see your sick-ass website, they're not going to know your new people are going to trust you so much faster. You do want to start there and, like, Mm -hmm. with a Google profile. Like, just have Google set up, have the website that's a foundation and then like Websites. network your ass off for like three four okay, years or however long queen. it takes yeah Russ is networking networker. queen everybody in case you're wondering <laughs> you're in the presence of royalty right now when it comes to networking <laughs> don't forget it <laughs> thanks for listening guys to the number podcast sarah thanks for having me on. always lovely to see you, you come too. back anytime I will. um thanks guys talk to you soon